Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. <laughs> just go with what you saw today. Okay, yeah. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. For You'll sure. be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right. No yeah. one will remember. No That's one's true. listening. Ladies and gentlemen, it is 4.56 a.m. East Coast time. 1.56 a.m. California time from my hotel room in Santa Monica. Bo Wolf shook a patia for the second edition of a Rams postgame pod. Is this our latest start of all time? Well, East Coast time it is. I don't think it is. No, no yeah. it's definitely not. I know, but yeah. But yeah. 4.56 <clears throat> because I scheduled the day after post to go up at 6 a.m. Mm. And I hate when I'm like sleeping when it goes up and I can't tweet it out. Right. But by the time we're done this, it'll be up. <laughs> I yeah. can brush my teeth and then, uh, and then put that bad boy this up will be This will probably be the first time that the post that the day after is up before the postgame pod. Well, we need to get the pod up so that people have it for their commute. We got, a, we got a football season all of a sudden. All of a sudden, we got a football season. And this is going to be an interesting show. And I will tell you why. This is completely serious, by the way. <clears throat> this is serious. Uh, we show up to the Coliseum. Today, and we get to the uh, quote unquote press box, the media confines, and it is an ugly situation. It's this is a tough come down after uh, what is the best in the league last week in Jerry World. Now I know that this is uh, this is beat writer complaints. This is this is uh, first world problems. They're renovating. They are the renovating the Coliseum, and so there are these makeshift trailers that are parked inside the stadium and, you know, where Sheila and I were sitting, you could barely see what was going on uh, on the field at all. So expecting, in part, that the Eagles were 13-point underdogs in this game and that this might be a game that got out of, was going to get out of hand, I thought, okay, maybe this is a, an opportunity to do something a little different uh, for this game. And so, you know, I was patrolling the grounds, before the game started, seeing if I could, you know, come up with any angle. And uh, you actually had the idea, because I told you, I came in and I said, you won't believe what I just saw. I just saw a Matt Tobin jersey. And you said, well, let's do the story on that. So I decided to spend the day, spend the evening, looking for interesting jerseys in the crowd. Little did I know (laughs) I was going to miss the game of the season. So I walk in, I walk in in like the third quarter and I say to you like, wait a second, Avante Maddox is playing in this game? And you say, he started at left corner. (laughs) He had a pick. So uh, we're going to go through this. This show is going to be you just explaining. I'm going to have a lot of questions. You can tell me what happened in this game. 
Where to even begin? Yeah. <clears> so, I, well, your story idea for the, you know, you said I saw someone in a Matt Tobin jersey. And, you know, fans, everybody always wonder, like, why is this person wearing this weird jersey? <laughs> and so we thought, you know what? There's a, there were a lot of Eagles fans there. I mean, I didn't think it was going to yeah. be like this given how the season has gone. But I guess a lot of people probably planned their trips ahead of time and thought, you know what? Go to L.A., have fun for a few days, and uh, the game will just sort of be part of that. And I think probably also a good amount of uh, California-based Eagles fans. That's correct, too. And so you went off uh, in search of uh, (laughs) the elusive Matt Topin and to see if that could be sort of a fun story because there's nothing worse than when we – go on the road and it's a clunker of a game and the game ends and we're like, uh, you know, how do we write something interesting about this? And there have been games like that this season. So we tried to get ahead of the curve. Uh, maybe it worked out. We'll see what your story we'll is. We'll see. And then the other thing I did was afterwards I just asked the Eagles to tell me what happened in the game because yes. I didn't get to see it. So. so that I look forward to reading. Well, as I told you when you got back to the press box, uh, easily the most entertaining game. Yeah, you were, you were cracking up. It was like... <laughs> I mean, the most entertaining, the most fun game of the season. It was a game in which, for the first time all year, they just put it all together. This was not fluky. This was, they came out, they played well, both sides of the ball contributed. It looked a little bit like last year. It was intense at the end. They came through with the stop at the end. I mean, uh, this was, uh, I really felt like, you know, there was a moment in the fourth quarter where I think it was like after the uh, the fumbled punt, which you did see. We were on the field, yes. We were on the field for that. After the fumbled punt, where, you know, just looking around at how uh, nuts the fans were, Eagles fans were going that were there and the players, it just felt like this, Season of frustration, you know that was that's just you've been, got Alshon like dancing onto the field. Right. Yeah, I mean that that <clears> would <throat> that's just been the feeling uh, week in and week out. Even after many of the wins, we we come on here and we say, well, they won, but you know this this and this. And so this was the first time it just felt like everybody was able to have fun and enjoy it, and it felt like. All right, you know, actually doing something uh, the way we thought it was going to go the entire season. So that's sort of the, what do they call it, the 30,000 foot something? View. Don't people say that? Yeah. Yeah. That's the gist. That's the thirty thousand. And then the Eagles won this game, by the way, thirty to twenty three. Yeah. Well, if you don't, I mean, yeah. I can't I imagine why you would be listening if you didn't know that. That's a good point. I mean, we do sometimes break news to people. For like trades and transactions on this because they don't consume other media, but for the game they don't. Uh, yeah, and then in, you know, in there there were just a lot of uh, individual performances, individual plays, <clears throat> decisions, moments. I don't even know where to. Be. I guess we had to begin with the quarterback. Well, I've, I, let's save the quarterback. Save the quarterback. Let's save the quarterback. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna now for the first time gonna look at these these statistics for this game. Okay. I've been. I have not. I, there are some things that I know, but I have not looked at these yet. Let's start with this. Explain to me how Alshon Jeffrey had this big game: eight catches for 160 yards on eight targets. Eight for eight, and a, a 50 yard catch. What was that play? <laughs> Did you have you really? Not- I have not seen that play. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. <laughs> Oh, this is fantastic. Okay. He had catches of 50, I, I want to say 50, 36, 26, and 18. I think I saw I saw two of the those middle range ones. One where it seemed like uh, he jumped when he didn't need to jump. 
The guy was a beast. Okay. And he was just, uh, I mean, I... I just, Were these contested catches? Was he f- f- wide open? Well, so there was the the 26-yarder was down the right sideline, him versus Aqib Tlaib, one-on-one. Okay. Fade to the sideline, beautiful ball from Mickey Franchise, landed in his hands. Okay. But he won. He, he had a step on Tlaib. The that one I, I think I ended up maybe I saw a replay of that the one you're talking about where he jumped uh, I haven't I feel like I need an all twenty two view of that I don't yeah. know what happened uh, he was open it was an in breaking route a post or a, a, a dig and um, you know Foles threw it up there and he came down with it and then got some nice yards after the catch we've said he's had some mm-hmm. juice in his legs all season long the fifty yarder was one of the weirdest plays I've ever seen okay I think it was a double post. I'm not sure about that. I know Jeffrey said he ran a post, and I don't know what Aguilar ran. But somehow Aguilar and Jeffrey are, like, in the exact same spot, area, downfield, and there's no Rams defenders in sight. Really? It must have been a bust. I don't know if it was a busted coverage or what. I would have to uh, see it more closely. But they're both downfield, and Foles, uh, who is getting... Who got crushed on the play? Really? I don't. I don't know if, if crushed is right. He got hit on the play. Somehow, still managed to chuck it uh, deep downfield. And there's this moment where you're like, Jeffrey and Angler didn't know like which one of them should catch the ball, <laughs> and then Jeffrey just went up and got it, and uh, it turned into a 50 yard play. So if you're gonna watch any, they, replay, didn't, they didn't score on that. Uh, I guess obviously they didn't not. score on that play. No, okay. I, the defender was like running back uh, okay. and so ended up um like hitting him shortly after he got the ball wow that does sound interesting it, it was a it was a fascinating play uh jeffrey was great i mean he was fantastic in this game so i mean we have complained all season long about guys not not being open every catch is a contested catch any idea how it, it came to be that he found open space well i don't know that i uh we totally agree with that assessment. I think that's been the narrative. I don't know if it's always the case. We've no talked about that. I mean, Jeff, but Jeffrey is not going to be like th- these were exceptions. I mean, okay, sometimes right. you just got to throw the ball in his. Oh yeah, I agree with that direction. But it doesn't sound like that was the case tonight on that fifty yarder. I mean, on the okay. other one, it it okay. it was the the uh, fade down the right sideline. Uh, it certainly was, and then I think there was the 18-yarder that got them into the red zone. That was near the left sideline, and I, I think that one, uh, he certainly was not wide open. But it's a it's a good reminder that whoever is playing quarterback, whether it's Foles or Wentz or whatever, like get this guy involved and give him some chances. I mean, even in last week's game, remember there were like uh, there was that ball down the right sideline against the Cowboys, and Jeffrey didn't make the catch, mm-hmm. but he was like close to making the catch. Right. And in your head, you're wondering like, why did it take until the fourth quarter? For them to even try this when they're you know not producing any plays downfield, so uh, yeah, he he carried the passing game and was sensational. Uh, Golden Tate five for forty three. Oh, I thought you were going to ask was there too too much hurts. Uh, Golden Tate was fine. I'm trying to think of the plays. I know he had a couple where it looked like he made you know some nice moves after the catch. There was one. That set them up for a touchdown. I think it was af- after a turnover, I want to say. And uh, he made a catch, and then they ran the ball, I think, on the next play and had a touchdown. So he was fine. I wouldn't say he's not going to knock your socks off. It okay. wasn't an uh, unbelievable performance or anything like that. I would certainly not have expected uh, Nick Foles to throw for 270 yards, the Eagles to win the game, 
but Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard to combine for just 34 receiving yards. That's that. How did that? How did that work? It was. It was too much. Too much Jeffrey. It sounds like too much. It sounds like. It seems to me like the uh, well, too much Ertz narrative is coming. Is is coming uh, true? Well, I mean, Ertz still got seven targets, so it was like okay. they weren't efficient throw. I did get. I did get tweet. Now was the interception that falls to Ertz? It was to Ertz. Yes. Okay, I was getting tweets of too much Ertz. Yes, that. Well, there you go. That uh, that was to Ertz. To like off his hands or something. Time. No, I don't think so. I don't. I didn't see the play. Oh, no, I, no, it didn't go off his hands. It was just. It was a, just in his direction. In his direction, and the defender made a play, and okay. the timing seemed a bit off. I guess. No, not a lot of Goddard in this game. Not a lot of Goddard in this game. Okay. Uh, this one you have to explain to me. Ten carries for forty-eight yards for Wendell Smallwood and two touchdowns. He, he was sir, he was looking for you in the stadium after both of those to give you the middle finger. <laughs> and but two you catches were trying for to find nine. Matt Tobin, so it was uh, like, right. it was quite a search for everybody there. Uh, Smallwood looked good. I'm not going to you know come in and stick to the narrative where we just come <laughs> in and crush him. He yeah. played. He had like two. I saw. I saw what must have nice. been his first. Actually, I guess I saw them both. Eventually. Yeah, one of them was like a little spinning, had a little juice at the end. Yeah, right? there was some yards yeah. after contact. Okay. I think on both of them, so uh, can't crush him for those. Josh Adams, fifteen for twenty-eight. That's not good. Not his fault. I, I honestly, I don't know. You, okay. you said our view was terrible. I don't know. You yeah. see a running back run into a pile, and they tell you how many yards it was. So uh, that's a better one to ask me on maybe like Wednesday. Um. Okay. Let's. We'll hold on fulls and then go to the defense. Well, I'm just noticing here that Jeffrey had all of their explosive catches. No other player had a catch longer than 11 yards. Yes. That's kind of interesting. So he was their downfield guy. They, so, they were balanced. You know, they were, yes. they were definitely trying to commit to the run. I did not like in the fourth quarter when they had a lead and they were trying to kill the clock. They had a third and eight, and they ran the ball. I was ready to come on here and crush mm. Doug if they were to lose that game. I thought that was a bit uh, non-fearless, especially given how well Foles was playing. All right. Uh, the bigger uh, the team numbers, I'm surprised not very good on third down. Four of 13 it's just didn't really matter that much. I did, I did see they, they failed on that one fourth down attempt. They failed. Yeah, they really could have had more points. I mean, they failed on the fourth down attempt to Josh Adams. And then they threw the red zone interception, so. Okay. I don't have answers for you on third down. Okay. Uh, so defense, let's start with uh, Avante Maddox. Avante tough now. And he was coming back from <clears throat> uh, two missed games or three missed games? Or four? Who knows? Nose ball, loves It was ball. the... Saints. It was the Saints. It was yeah. the Saints game. So three missed games. Yes. Um, and he said he found out on Friday that he was going to be playing outside corner. Mm. How about that? I mean, I was surprised he was playing outside corner. Yeah. You were surprised he was on the field. In yeah. The third quarter. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess it's. I mean, it's obviously it makes sense because. Otherwise, you're you're having Bowsby out there, and 
I mean, how dare you? He's just he's the he's the credit to you for finding a way to make everything about Big <laughs> Boss in this game. Maddox played great. I mean, he looked fantastic. He didn't look uh, overmatched. He didn't look too small, which is the question for him playing outside corner. I don't remember him giving up a single uh, explosive play. Uh, I, look, I look forward to rewatching and seeing how many even completions he gave up. He had the interception was a very nice how play. Was, yeah, tell me about the interception. It was um, towards the right sideline. And you know what? I want to rewatch this because I I was just looking at it and Goff is yelling in audible before the play and he's saying, blaze out, blaze out. Blaze out is this like route that uh, Ted Wynn has written about a lot. It's like mm. this uh, Julio Jones route where you you kind of fake like you're you running t- you, in. And you, you toke up and then you cut to the... And then you piece. You just the, leave. Yeah. And so... You blaze and then you leave. I was like, that, that's weird that he's yelling this. I don't know if that right. was the route or not, but okay, yeah, so something worth following up on. There I mean, you go. If we know what that is, I would think maybe it was a it. maybe it was a Top Chef reference to Richard Blaze. Maybe he's uh, going to do some kind of advanced technique. TV did not show a great replay of like the play from the snap to the okay. interception. What Maddox was doing? Good break, though. All I know is he was right there. Good break on the ball, and he had to sort of get his. Hands underneath it. There was some question about, you know, whether it hit the ground or not. It did not. And so he made a great play there. Then and on, he made the game. He made the final play of the game, right? So I, he made two great plays on the final. Oh, uh, yes. One was Todd Gurley for, I don't, did the Rams not know, <clears throat> do the Rams not know that the clock stops when you go out of bounds? <laughs> that was weird, What man. were they doing on Twice, that final that drive? That was bizarre. <laughs> that was incredible. And so, you know, the one, it was like Gurley. Is just trying to get upfield, and then it was like all of a sudden he realized he should get out of bounds, and Maddox is like, I don't think so, big yeah, boy. That was a good tackle. Brought him down. Good tackle. Kid, yeah, Avante Tough now. Avante Tough now. And then final play I rewatched. This was very interesting. Oh. So they play the sticks defense. So they've got five at the goal line. However, they blitz Gary and Bradham. Yeah, it was a, Gary said it was a zero blitz. Yeah, because yeah. the Rams sent, sent five guys right. into – so yeah. Wanted to get the ball out because they were on the 18, right? It, it makes sense. You want to get the ball out sense. quick. It makes sense. Yeah. It, it is just a little, you know, yeah. a little risky. Yeah. Uh, but uh, proved to be the right call. Those two blitz, six-man pressure. Golf's got to get rid of it. He looks for Josh Reynolds and uh, Avante Tuff now. Was right there. Mm. Didn't interfere. I thought it was a very nice job of him of not okay. being handsy enough but mm. not uh not enough that they would throw a flag because that would obviously be a disaster <laughs> and uh incompletion so he had a fantastic game secondary in general i gotta give jim schwartz credit i you know ripped him off in this year and he's playing with an undermanned unit and long, what a performance i've long told you that jim schwartz is good well i never said he wasn't good you well, implied it I mean, limiting the Rams to 5.6 yards per play, uh, 4 for 12 on third down. I thought the pass rush was good. It really felt like the Rams were, like, terrified of the Eagles' pass rush with some of these play calls. What happened with, with Fletcher Cox? He got I heard him saying after the game that he was hurt so bad he was crying. Really? Yes. You know, 
I maybe could have used that quote for the day after piece, but that's okay. It wasn't a. It wasn't on the record. Or, or not, oh, good. Not on the record. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't off the record. It, I just okay. overheard it. Okay. It was not a part of a public session. <laughs> All right. I'm just doing some eavesdropping. Oh, I love to eavesdrop. By the way, we both realize we both like a great national pastime of looking through. High-rise buildings and trying to see what people are watching on TV. Oh yeah, fantastic! So it doesn't have to be a high-rise building. I'm good for a house. That's true. You walk. I feel like more often than not, I feel like I'm looking at an upper floor of a building. Mm. But that's true. Yeah, I'll look at a house. Oh yeah. You see, are they are they watching the game that's on? Are they watching something a bit naughty? Are they a perv? I mean, anything, <laughs> anything is possible. But, but does that make you a perv on the perv? No, I agree. I mean, you're you're you just want to see like what's this person's story? Yeah, what are, what are they, they what are they getting into? Yeah, absolutely, so fun. No, absolutely. And as I said, if I'm like if I'm at, at like a stoplight, not a stoplight, like a stop sign in a neighborhood, there's nobody behind me, and the, you know, I'll, I'll stick around and see what's going on on that TV. Oh really? Okay, I don't do that. Not for a long time, but like I'll give it an extra beat. <laughs> All right. Mine's more of a walking thing. Okay. Or if you're in like a, you know, you're in a hotel and you look across oh, the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's that's a two-way street though. <laughs> Maybe for you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you close the blinds? You can't. I do. You peek through. I close everything. <laughs> As soon as I get in, I don't want anyone looking at me. Then how do you you see out? Well, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Where were we? (laughs) The the whole defense? Uh, Yeah, Jim Schwartz. I mean, the defense was fantastic. They, you know, it's supposed to be the Rams dictating all this stuff with their tempo and their motions and confusing the defense. I felt like the defense was prepared for every single thing the Rams were thrown mm. at them. Everybody that I talked to on the defense was they were hammering home. Everything was about stopping the run in this game. And uh, t- 12 carries, just 12 carries for 48 yards for Todd Gurley. 12 carries versus 54 passing attempts for Jared Goff. How do you explain that? <clears throat> well, the Eagles were up uh, 30 to 13. Okay. So, I don't know. You'd have but to that look. happened very quickly. That look at the yeah, game. I script. guess. Okay. Uh, explain to me. You know, my contention has always been that Jared Goff is <clears throat> well a Frankenstein's monster. He's he's, he's a creation of McVeigh. No, because earlier this season we can go to the tape. Nice try. You thought once. I forget? I it don't forget once. that type of stuff. No, it happened reversed once. Reversed, and you said, "Oh yeah, I will admit." You know, he looks pretty good. Well, I I should have trusted my gut. I was okay. right all along. Well, you did it. He so stinks. Nice try. I mean. Am I right that he stinks? This, I mean, this was the worst of him. So now everybody will, you know, can come out and say he's mm-hmm. terrible. I mean, if you watch other games this season, he's had very good games. I will say, I think it. I'm still it, not seeing that second read. That's uh, that's that's stuff. What I've always complained about. It does feel like uh, he need at this point in his career, the conditions need to be a certain way, mm. and they have been for much, you know, much of the year. Whether it's protection, guys getting open, the concepts working, the 
pass rush not getting to him. He doesn't he doesn't feel like somebody who can handle the pressure. I don't know what the numbers are, but I feel <laughs> No, I mean when he's getting like hit. No, and, I think I know what you mean. Yeah. He's saying he's he's <laughs> what? Uh, when the he's, rush is getting to him, he seems very uncomfortable. Like I mean, he was just not chucking and ducking in like a uh like what Tom Brady does now. Mm. Like an Eli Manning sort right. of way, but I mean, it just felt like the ball he comes was out. Up, he comes up small when, when he needs to come up big. He's a bit of a, uh, a bit of a Kirk Cousins in that. In that oh, way. I thought you were going to call him an Oppo Nick Foles. Mm, that's not bad. I think I think the, that's the implication. He was be- he was not good in this game. Uh, I mean, he it just felt like he was chucking the ball up, and you're like, who is that even to? It's just like sailing out of bounds or out of the end zone, and uh, he just didn't want you know. Seemed like he didn't want to give the pressure a chance to get to him, and it felt like they were kind of calling the game that way uh, early on, for sure. Also, how are you holding up? Me? Yeah, you. Why? Just it's tough that you've now the two times you've gotten to see your boy in person, he's let you down. Who's my boy? Spiky hair. Oh please, you've stolen that mantle. Oh please, you should hear yourself oh, talk. Please, don't make me bring up off the record. Uh, you're McVay boy nonstop. Uh, Schwartz, uh, Schwartz pantsed him today. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. I mean, think about who, which side of the ball had more talent. I mean, it's well, not yeah. even close. The Rams' offense against the Eagles' defense. Oh my God! Not like even they close. should have had no chance to hold them under thirty, and like the twenty three. And they even played ninety nine snaps last week, and then to fly across the country. What a performance! I mean, that's really since since Jenkins made those comments about them not having fight. I feel I mean, this was the game where I, I just felt like they were flying around all over the place. One guy would, you know, how we talk about. I'm excited to watch this game. Yeah. Oh, it's a it'll be a fun rewatch. I mean, I you know when they always. I hated how Schwartz would talk about we didn't tackle well because mm-hmm. I think that's a bogo excuse. Today they would miss a tackle and then four guys would be like right there, mm. take the guy out. Uh, Craven LeBlanc, like he lit up. LeBlanc. Uh, LeBlanc. I don't know who the receiver was in the flat. He like lit this guy up, <laughs> <laughs> separated him from the Strap. ball for an incompletion. Nigel Bradham had a tackle for loss in this game. Rasul Douglas continues to tackle yeah, well. Yeah, he's a good tackler. Um, I mean, Fletcher Cox was obviously very good. I saw that Corey Graham play. Yeah, now that was <laughs> all golf, golf looked like he had never played football before on that. Yeah, that was a, who's, yeah. who was the was uh, kicker, Gary, Gary Premian? Yes. Yeah, that's what he looked like. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I'm sure Corey Graham will take it at this stage in his career. <laughs> you got, he, you he got to finish. See. He did finish. You got to see what Corey, I'm going to read you what Corey Graham said when I asked him about that play because... It's uh, it's a, it's important for the pot. Okay. Um, let me pull it up. Yeah. Uh, to answer your Fletcher Cox question, he had a hip injury. It did look kind of bad, and then he came back in and he had like a sack on the next series. It seemed like so. Hmm. Oh well, that there's like one clip that has gone. Seems like it has gone viral. Have you seen him pushing Sullivan. over John Sullivan? Oh. oh no. Oh, you haven't seen this? You got to see this. Okay. It's uh, it's like D line vids. That seems like someone was someone might be watching in their room that <laughs> yeah, you're trying to sneak in on. Watch this! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow! A D line vids. Fletcher Cox long arms. The 312 pound John Sullivan like it was nothing. A vulgar display of power. How do you feel about when people are like, "Oh, this is this is." O-line porn. 
Like, that makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> you? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, You've used that before, haven't you? I don't know if, if I have. I think I like... I like um, I don't, it, O-line porn feels like it's too in the middle. Like, <laughs> I, I'd rather... I want to... I want there being. <laughs> I want there being no ambiguity about it. It's either real porn or definitely not porn. <laughs> so, <coughs> choreograph. <coughs> I say to Corey Graham, um, I said, so one of the few plays I did see was your interception. What happened on that play? And he says, (laughs) (laughs) what a question. (laughs) And he says, I was actually a free guy. I was the robber. It was one of those situations where I saw him drop the snap. So I was trying to rush in to get a cheap sack. Uh, and he tried to get rid of it. Somebody hit him when he tried to get rid of it, and it just fell right in my hands. It was one of those plays of just being in the right place in the right time. And I said, well, would you rather count as a, a pick or a fumble recovery? And he says, come on, bro, I'm a DB. What do you think? And then I said, well, where does it rank among the easiest picks in your career? And he says, unprompted. Uh, probably the easiest, easiest pick of my career definitely was last year when Kirk Cousins threw the ball right in my lap. <laughs> Very good. So, uh, he's uh, so I told him that made the that made the whole interview for me. That he just found a way to shoehorn in throwing Kirk Cousins under the under the bus. There you go. <clears throat> All right, let's see. What else do you want to know about? Well, I guess I'd like to go through the actual script of the game a little bit. You always want to do that. There's no point to do it. But what do you mean there's no point to do it? In this game, I didn't see the game. I just told you everything that happened. I thought the defense at the end of the first half got to stop forcing a field goal. I thought that was big. (coughs) I think I mentioned many of the other... uh, Is is Coach Flynn texting us right now? Why is he up? (laughs) He's looking for the Rams pod 2.0. It's 525 on the East Coast. <laughs> He's a football guy. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's been up for hours. Are you kidding me? 525. Day He's got over. his workout in. Okay. It'll be up soon, Coach Flynn. That, those, those kids aren't going to recruit themselves. That's true. Um, Eagles allowed zero sacks. Zero sacks. Aaron Donald had two tackles and one quarterback hit. Yes. Wiz said that uh, that was the big focus of their game plan, obviously, uh, for the offensive line. He didn't really okay. – uh, I probably should have followed up more with specifics. But Yeah, that'll be a fun one to see what they did on film. I mean, it felt like just – I was re-watching some of the big plays, and it felt like it was always Kelsey was going over to help the guard – on Donald, I mean, that doesn't seem like any sort of really creative <clears throat> right. game planning, but I don't know. So listen to this. I had a uh, fantasy matchup, playoff matchup, heading into Sunday night's game. I was up by .1 points, and the only player left for either team 
was I had the Rams defense. So I could have sat them and sat on the point one lead. Of course, there could always be corrections in the morning, so that could have been a disastrous move. Mm. So I figure you, you play the Rams, that's fine. They're not going to get negative points. Uh, they had negative two points until that interception from of oh, Nick Foles. Okay. So they finished with zero points. So I still might lose if there's any kind of correction tomorrow or today. Mm, interesting. All right, well. So they gave you the same amount of points as if you would have sat up. Yeah. Okay. But that's how I also knew that they had no sacks. Mm. Just like Jared Goff. Are you okay? Are you about to fall asleep? No, I'm trying to... Well, I am tired. I'll tell you what, though. As I said to you, my dogs are barking. I want to look at... How many many miles do you think I walked today? Mm. What do I care? Let's get to some playoff scenarios. Take a guess. 4.8. 4.8? 4.8? Yeah. You have no respect for the job I was doing out there tonight. 11.6. Wow. Good job. It's a lot of miles. <clears throat> um, well, I just, what were the other, like, game script-wise, pivotal moments in the game? I mean, it was, it was tied at the half. So the third quarter is when the Eagles had that little flurry. We talked about the Maddox interception. We talked about all the big Jeffrey catches. The 50-yarder was a big one. There was a big third and two that the Rams had, and Schwartz brought a Nigel Bradham blitz, Mm. made golf throw it away, and Schwartz gave these like two emphatic fist pumps on the sideline. He was all fired up after that play. The Corey Graham interception was a big one. Uh, I said I hated the third and eight punt. The fumbled punt obviously was big. I, I watched that replay. The Eagles didn't do anything on that. The Trey Sullivan said he did something. I mean, he, re- you know what? Okay, he, he kind of did. The ball, the player lost the ball, right? And then he kind of like swatted it while it was loose already. Uh, he didn't okay. like jar it loose or anything. Okay, but he did go like onto the ground because of him. I mean, I guess. If he didn't do that, maybe the guy would have caught it in midair. Right. So, okay. Yeah, he was That's he possible. was in the vicinity. Uh, and he said we, he gave it a, gave it a, a tap. Okay, he did do that. Uh, yeah. So end of the game, last drive we talked about. So first of all, pretty boy McVeigh spending too much time on that hair product, not enough time checking out the analytics. Yeah, not go, that was not bad. going for two. Right. When uh, they they score with about four minutes left. Down two scores, which uh, Doug Peterson has shown us. Well, you know what? There was was someone from the Rams. I went to the Sloan Analytics Conference last year, and there was someone from the Rams organization that was on like the football panel, and he was uh, like, "You could tell that they didn't. They like just got invited, and they weren't actually doing any of this stuff, and they were all nervous about like the the player tracking data getting." Out there for us, like uh, peasants, to see, mm. and so this doesn't surprise me that they didn't know what to do. They should have gone for two on the first touchdown. Like Doug, I mean, shouldn't every team know to do that by now? It's happened yes. like three times. Yeah, in it's, the last it's two open. Months. That's open open season now. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Then the so then then the Eagles are forced to punt. They get the ball back. Now, what did you make of that call? We talked about it. We were there on the field. It's the two minute warning. So the Rams are out of timeouts. They have a third and eight, I think it was. <clears throat> and you can choose to run the ball, kick the field goal, bleed some clock, or go for the win by getting a first down. I actually I thought it was I thought it was probably the right decision, even though he missed the field goal. I will always choose to throw it in those spots. You try to you, end the game. You, you, you we're watching the game last night. And you said that they should have kicked a field goal when the Browns only needed one yard to win the game. That was a difference in a totally different scenario. It was scenario. to go up four. It's not that different. Go it's up one four yard. You just, said, you just said I'll always go for it. I said I would be fine either way. You said you would have kicked it. But I would have kicked it. One yard. One yard versus eight yards. Well, this is third and ten. Like you were, they were third set- and ten. Yeah, and they're settling for a yeah. uh, 54-yard field goal? They ended up picking up one yard and kicking a 53-yarder. Yeah, that's stupid. You should well, absolutely throw it there. Well, I wouldn't have Try minded a first like, down. A, like a quick throw in Garbanzo yeah. Vance play. But. I mean, Foles had completed 24 for 31 on the night. Show a little faith. That came after the third and eight where they ran the ball. So, yeah, man, they really were would have left themselves open for getting crushed on a little mm. some second guessing if they would have lost, I feel. Fun uh, locker room, it seemed like, based on Cravon LeBlanc's Instagram. Got the whole Doug Peterson yeah, speech. Yeah, showed me. He kept that bad boy on. Did, huh? you, use, did you use any of that in the uh, day after? Uh, yes, I used the... I got the song from there. Okay. And then... Uh, did you get the hell yeah? I sort of paraphrased, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What did you say, heck yeah? No, I mean, I said, yeah, you know, Peterson. Should I link to his, uh, it's probably going to be out there, right? based on, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Starts with a hell yeah, ends with an alleluia. And I, li- I like that, uh... Lord's prayer. LeBlanc left the Instagram <laughs> on through the prayer. That yeah, was fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, nice job by him. Um... Yeah, you know, guys really just, like, they seemed very happy. Even Doug was, like, was really sort of on cloud nine as he was walking to the bus, it seemed like. I mean, they finally put together a game they can be proud of. Yeah. It's freaking week 15. And, as you said, let's talk about it now, what this means for the Eagles. The Eagles now are half a game behind the Minnesota Vikings for the sixth wildcard spot. Uh, what they need is to make up that ground, obviously. If they win the final two games next week, home against the, the Texans, who are right now the two seed in the AFC, mm. and then at Washington in the season finale. If they win both, they need just one Vikings loss and still two Panthers losses. No, no, just one Panthers loss. I apologize. Over the course of the three games, rest of the season, as we have said, Panthers have the Saints twice, so you would expect that they're going to lose at least once. Uh, Minnesota next week is at Detroit, which I think is a trickier game than some people believe, and then they close against the Bears. And by virtue of the Eagles beating the Rams today, 
that game now will probably mean something for the Bears. They will likely be playing for a possibility of a, of a first-round bye. Correct. So, Eagles uh, certainly have a chance. If they lose next week, they could still make it, but it would take two Vikings losses. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's... Um... They and also the division, if they win both, the Cowboys need to lose both. Yes. And they have home against Tampa at the Giants. Yes. If the Eagles win their next two games, are they in? I think so. I say yes. I say yes. Vikings are five-point favorites at the, uh, at the Lions. And then I would think they would be underdogs. In week seventeen against the Bears. Is it home? Is that that one's in Minnesota? I think. Yeah, they're home against the. I'm not Bears. so sure. You think they'll be favored? They might the be. The Bears. Yeah. Okay. They might be. But Bears, like a Bears are looking pretty um, good. Uh, one one point favorite, okay. something like that. So if Nick Foles leads the Eagles to three straight wins, <laughs> and Carson Wentz is cleared, who starts in the playoffs? I mean, I don't even think this is going to be a scenario, is it? Is it Wentz out for like... Uh, probably. But you know he doesn't want to be. doesn't want to be, but he's got a fractured back. It seems very simple right now. I mean, the organization needs to just take a stance and say, Carson, you are our future. We love you. But it is Carson the future if Nick Foles keeps <laughs> doing this. Well, yeah, you never even got to how Nick Foles played. I know. That's what I'm getting oh, to still, now. That's, oh, it is. That's I thought it, we were what, doing playoff scenarios. Okay. Yeah, but we just what, you what ran else, through them what all. Else you gotta, what else you got to know? Okay, that's it. So Eagles got to win too? You think the Eagles are going to the playoffs? You think they're going to win next week? Got feeling. <laughs> I got to think they might. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make those plans for wild card weekend just yet. Might be headed back to the big D. Mm. Some macaroni and cheese with crumbles on top. Why, why, why would it be the big D? Well, they would be. They'd be coming six. here. Come, they'd come back here, going to Chicago. They would be the. They'd be the six seed. Six seed. Oh. Oh, nice. We can go to Shea J again. All right. Oh, yeah, why did I have that screwed up? There was a time where it felt like they might be going back to the Big D, wasn't there? Is that in my head? I think that's, again, another film that you are uh, <laughs> peeping on. <laughs> Someone in a high-rise is going back to the Big D. Okay. Oh, so they, oh, man, come back to L.A. They own the Coliseum. Yeah. How many Eagles fans would show up for that bad boy? They're showing up to this view. game. Yeah. yeah, but that was months in the making. So I think that the, yeah, no, I think the stance would be pretty simple, and I think the more they tiptoe around it, and I feel like they're just trying to uh, appease Wentz, it feels like. And I understand. I think it's clear that Wentz wants to play. Wentz wants to play, and but it, it's a three-month recovery, Peterson said. Yeah. Hypothetically. All right, well, even if it were two months. Two games. I mean. We are supposedly going to hear from Carson Wentz this week. Okay. That's what, that's what the media relations staff said. 
I think he just... Carson was really lingering. He was the last guy to get on the bus. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was talking to a couple of people. Mm. Might have been his agent or his agents there? Uh, I think it was most likely agents or... Because his agents, part were, of remember, the... represent him and golf, so it's like a big game for them. That's right, yeah. And uh, Wentz had the better performance. That's true. Love the two of them. So I think Foles will... Not that I know. I think Foles will play the rest of the way, whether it's just the regular season or the postseason. I don't envision a scenario where they get to the postseason and then they bring Wentz back in. It's not 100%. Foles has just won three games Mm. in a row. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, let's play the hypothetical games. Okay. Let's say Nick Foles leads the Eagles to the Super Bowl. A Super Bowl win? I think I actually was meant to say the playoffs, and then I just oh, I said okay. Super Bowl. All right, Let's playoffs. say he, he leads them to the playoffs. Uh, they win one game, and then they lose in the next round. What does the offseason look like for Nick Foles? Gets to make some money somewhere else. You think he goes somewhere else? Yeah, if he wants to. Which I would imagine if he goes on a nice little run like that, he probably If you were the to. Eagles and Nick Foles does something like that, I, I mean, there will be people who say, like, you know, trade Carson Wentz. Okay, that's obviously not going to happen. But does that incentivize you? Does it make you think, okay, we will, we will wait another offseason for the Wentz extension, let him prove he gets healthy, and we will bring back Nick Foles for another season? What, like renegotiate his... Uh... Yeah. Why would he want to do that? Well, maybe he maybe he likes to be here. Maybe he knows that Carson Wentz is going to get hurt and he's going to get another chance. Mm, this is a nice scenario for a backup quarterback. Um, Plus, they can pay a competitive salary. Maybe. Where's he going to go? There's not that many places. Nobody wanted him this year. It's true. He may just maybe he'll just retire. But if he's if he's tearing it up again, yeah, but he's not going to. Re- he wouldn't retire if he could come back to Philly for a big price. Okay. I don't know. It's a very it would be a very confusing situation. What if he wins the Super Bowl again? Mm. Then you then you definitely could trade him. I think right. Wentz. No, false. Would you trade Wentz? No. Would you trade Wentz for let's call it the answer is going to be no unless you're giving me like Mahomes. Let's say um I'm trying to think of a good. Let's say Von Miller and two first round picks. And I get and I'm keeping Foles? Yeah. No. Okay. That's a reasonable <laughs> offer. <clears throat> How about Odell Beckham? Yes. And three first round picks of the Giants. <clears throat> I mean, I think I would say no to most deals because you're getting those picks in order to hope you hit the lottery on a quarterback where you already have the quarterback that you like. So I feel like you would have to be giving me a quarterback that I really want to build around. 
And how many of those are there? How about Mike Evans, Bo Allen, and four first-round picks? Four first-round picks? <laughs> That's mean, probably not even legal. I would, I would have to consider that, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. You know, Nick Foles' final numbers for this game. So he's, he's 24 for 31, 270, no touchdowns and an interception. So if you're going with, like, the QBR or passer rating, <clears throat> since, you know, touchdowns are weighted yes. more, those aren't great. However... You know he once did a 27-2 and two season? What? You know he once had a 27 amazing, touchdown, two interception I season? Asked her, I'm like, is this the weirdest, you know? He's like, probably, yeah. yeah. He's like... No one's ever going to have a career like this again. But the Eagles averaged 8.7 net yards per pass play. So that, of course, includes sacks. Mm. Where do you think that ranks among their... Games this season? 14 games this season. Good question. I'm going to guess it ranks sixth. Ranks first. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, on the yards per pass play, really? It's it, it was the best game, best passing game of the season. Wow. I mean, by like a lot. It was like seven point eight was the. So listen, we said like the one thing about Foles is that he's willing to throw it deep, wants to chuck it downfield. Do you think you know was? Is that what happened tonight? Yeah. Was that is was that was the was the the offensive uh, solution as simple as that? Has Carson Wentz been uh, too hesitant to throw the ball downfield? I think he probably has. I think he's been a little little less aggressive this year. I would say, mm-hmm. and that obviously can lead to some of those sacks. His sack numbers have been uh, pretty high for most of the season. It can lead to some of those where he's scrambling, and we're saying, "Oh, he's not as fast as he was before," but. He had a little more trust and just chucked it. I think that would be a valid criticism of his. Mm-hmm. Give him a shot sometimes. You got all you building this team of big boys. Yeah. That wide receiver. Yeah. If you're going to build a team like I this, know, you got to right. give him a shot. Man, he probably, I, I think they would probably coach him to do that. But I don't know. Then, then they're always coaching him to, oh, you know, take. Take what's there. Don't get greedy. So maybe he's getting mixed signals. I don't yeah. know. You all in on Foles? Am I all in on Foles? <laughs> you just need to be at the best game of the season. <laughs> well, I don't know what all in on him. What does that entail? <laughs> uh, I like the mystery involved in every. I have no idea. I what's just. I can admit that I just like. I have no. I don't know anything about football. I think is what this game proved to me. Like. <laughs> There's not there's not a single thing that I know that's like that. <laughs> like how could I sit here and pretend that I know what Nick Foles is going to do next? You don't. No idea. No. I mean, I can't believe. Did, did we vow to do something if they won this game or no? Was that just oh. the Saints game? Ooh, I, I don't think we, we did. Might have, oh. but maybe we did. Probably should have. Yeah. All right, if they make the playoffs, we have to do a meetup. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> Daily pods. 
Oh, we did do one meetup, though. We did, yeah. Okay. I was thinking we still hadn't done one. No. Oh, yeah. We'll go all out if they make the playoffs. Yeah. This is nuts. Weren't expecting this, huh? <clears throat> it gives everyone a reason to watch next week and to read the athletic Yes. Philly. Uh, you know, guarding against recency bias, this this is a bit of an outlier performance. Uh, does it change anything big picture in terms of the way you think about this season? This is obviously their best performance of the year. This one game, no. Okay. It's a reasonable question. This is this is the first time we have seen them play at this level. Yeah, how we know that they can everything? because they're uh, this group has a a higher ceiling than we might have thought. Yeah, I mean it's one game. I saw somebody with a Golden Tate jersey today. Eagles. Yeah, couldn't get all the way down there and talk to him. Okay. All right. What were the other things we wanted to get to? You said. Um, Oh, well, I was just thinking with, uh, you know, we've been taking lifts all around this city. Lift, yeah, that's the first one. Is, isn't it a little weird just getting in a stranger's car and your <laughs> shoes driving you around? Coming from the guy who said you were you would not get in the cab. I said, there's a cab right there. Let's just get in the cab. He said, no, I'm not getting in the cab. It's because I, t- I told you exactly why. Well, you didn't tell the, the listeners cabs, why. they don't, you know. Many a time they say, "Oh, you're using a credit card." They they guilt trip you on that. I think that and I, I used like, to I used to hate that. I feel like that's a thing of the past. I don't think that happens you're anymore. A lot of cab. Why are you taking cabs? I don't take that many cabs. Are f- finito. Usually, if I'm coming into Philly, it's easiest to just hop in one of those cabs. Really? Yeah. I like knowing how much I'm gonna I have to pay beforehand. It's a great comfort to me. Well, I know exactly how much I'm paying. Because it's a it's a set rate into the city. You're going out to okay. you're going out to media. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's so funny to me that you work in the media and live in media. I'd like to know other situations where people have. And that. then I was thinking when we got our our late ride home from uh, Cowboy Stadium, I was telling my wife, I was like, we hopped into this guy's pickup truck. We weren't wearing seat belts. Yeah, my laptop is in like the back, like all yeah. my prized possessions. Yeah. Sometimes you just like. Uh, you, you, sometimes you got to throw caution to the wind. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like at the time. Then afterwards, I'm like, my gosh, if we would have got into an accident, I wasn't wearing a seat belt. Yeah, you were in the middle of the front row. I'd be gone, right? Depends how bad that accident was. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe not the wisest. Maybe next time I'll just call a lift yeah. and have some stranger drive me. It is a weird. It is a weird thing. It's a little weird. I was thinking that. Then I've noticed something about you. <clears throat> no, I'm a little worried about this. I no, think what I did you go. think it was? No, no, no. You no, no. Say. I want to hear what you no, think. No, no, no. no you no. thought you had it nailed. So tell me, because then I might have commentary on this. I told you to write down manners, and you yeah. got very nervous, and you thought I was going to say what. I think you're going to get on me for the few times when I have been forced by phlegm and no uh, thing around me to spit on the ground. No. Oh. I don't care about that. <laughs> you don't care about that? I feel self-conscious about that, but... Well, I could actually see, yeah. You know, you know the situation I'm in. I mean, in. I know your situation. I feel like you're a little early with your thank yous. The ride isn't over. It's like approaching its end. 
it's nice that you say thank you, but then you give a you give a thank you, and then we have this like uh, fifteen second, twenty seconds of awkwardness. I feel like the thank you should come at the very end. Well, I want to make sure that they get the thank you. They'll get it. Thank you, and then you're out. I feel like this is completely unfair. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just an observation. I think this is outrageous. You might want to delay the thank you. This is... Uh, if, you don't, if you don't issue an apology, I'm, you're going to be facing legal repercussions. I'm going to end your career. This is, the, this is the most serious charge that you can levy against somebody. Why? <laughs> you thought it was going to be me saying it's bad manners. It's not bad manners. I just think your timing, you should, you should delay the thank you, make sure it's the end, and then boom, you're out of there. I'm suing you. You don't know what I'm talking about? I'm suing you. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? I, I guess. I think... <laughs> it's uh, very... The offended. other one, one of them happened because I thought she was about to park, and All then right. she ended up, like, parking around the corner okay. instead. All right. <clears throat> That's one. I think this is ridiculous. We'll see what the people think. Meanwhile, I noticed you downstairs. Uh-oh, what did I do? You were getting tea, but then you like you would just put the tea, and then you just toss the tea bag away. You got to let that bad boy sit in there for a little bit. No, well, I wanted to, but I, I had put the little wooden stirrer thing in there. Yeah. Because uh, I added some honey, and then I was taking the wooden stirrer thing out. And the tea bag had gotten wrapped up. That's why you saw me spilling. Yeah, I've never seen anyone take so long to put a tea together. I was, so was I had e- to hold the elevator three times. <laughs> so it was either I had to leave the wooden thing in there, mm-hmm. or I had to take the tea bag out. Mm-hmm. So it, it was not my finest moment. Another another uh, episode of watching someone else's television. <laughs> All right, we've had a good time in Santa Monica. I love LA. Uh, get some good walking around. We had uh, had a, n- a nice chance to catch up with a future guest of Birds with Friends. Mm, yeah, I think you can name names, right? We're going all in mm. on the Jeopardy. I, I don't know what the name of the tournament is. Mm. The All Star. I think it's like an All Star tournament. We're 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 doing we're doing post game pods. Everybody, everybody. Listening is going to be uh, on the brand, the Brad Rudder bandwagon. The Brad wagon. All right, two fifty three. Just enough time for me to brush, post that bad boy, hit the hay. Do we have anything else? Oh, hold on. Let me let me quickly look. I think I had. No, we don't have anything <clears> else. <throat> now, because we thought this was going to be the end of their Dogs season, are... oh. I'm actually going to be. Uh, Working on another story, an oh. Eagles-related story, but so we won't have a Tuesday pod. <laughs> I have a funny thing. This week, and then uh, hopefully as long as my flight doesn't get delayed, we'll reunite for the Wednesday WIP pod. Okay, you have a funny thing. Go ahead. Because I was walking around the stadium in my uh, you know journalist outfit of, of button-down and khakis, uh, there was a like five-minute spin where back-to-back two people came up to me. One person was like, "Can you tell me how to get to the metro?" And then, the, and, then <laughs> you worked. and then the next one was like, "What's the Wi-Fi?" <laughs> Buddy, I, I cannot help you. Well, you were wearing a credential and yeah. you dressed up. Yeah.
He has these weird scribbles on his notepad. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make sense of them. Okay, I guess that's about it. Okay. All right, so you think the Eagles are going to the playoffs? I think I saw the ESPN as the football power index. They give my the FPI. 30, 30% chance, sir. Mm, that seems low. You think so? I don't think it seems low. Well, I don't know. I guess that's about right. If you call next week's game a, a coin flip, 50-50. So they've won now. And th- then and then uh, 50-50 that the Vikings have another loss. So, yeah, I guess that's... So they've now won three of four. Mm-hmm. If you assume they are going to win out, winning five of six to end the season. Mm. Could they be the team that no one wants to play? (laughs) Always a good one. That's right. Uh, Nobody wants to play them right now. Okay. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know if I had a water gun to my head if I would say yes or no right now. I, it's so tough. I didn't. I don't I didn't recognize this defense yeah, tonight. Yeah. If the defense can play like that, like it's not even fold. If the defense can play like that, then I think they're in. If this was a well, one it's two game weeks flute, in a row, they've 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 forced some turnovers. That's true. That positive regression <clears throat> has, has right. come their way. They're wearing the ski mask. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, you Good. you you it, go read in that. order to save yourself from the uh, sadness of having. Spiky boy McVeigh disappoint you twice. You went to the well of Big Mouse. Not purpose. I thought he was just going to be another voice, but then you may see the the clips on uh, on social media of the the Eagles, some of their defenders passing around wearing this black ski mask. If you want to learn more about it, go to the theathletic dot com slash Philly. I'm not going to give give away the whole story on this. Dumb podcast. <laughs> oh, that's tough. Okay. All right. I'm going to bed. You can continue if you like. I really hope there's no one in the hallway seeing me walking out of your bedroom <laughs> at 3 a.m. I was thinking that as I walked in. <laughs> I hope. Uh, I'm going to take a picture. And I'm going to put it on everyone's wall in the hotel in the in the corridor. <laughs> <laughs> if you see Shil Kapadia, please return him to room 433. <clears throat> they don't know what hotel it is. They just know it's a hotel in Santa Monica. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> uh, all right. What a wild ride. You going to go to what, the doctor this uh, week? How much has changed since our last Rams postgame pod? A lot. A, a lot. lot's changed since our last our Friday or whenever when we, our Friday pod. Yeah. You but get, not as much since the last... Rams. You gave them no chance. I, you know, I thought they could come in here. And... I gave them no chance after the last year's Rams game, and I gave them no chance coming into this year's Rams game. Hope you learned your lesson. I did not. I was on the other side of both of those. <laughs> that's that's a lie. You you, well, you gave them an extra three points in your prediction. I think you had 38-17 and 38-14. Um, right. She's just shuffling around. You look like an old man the way you're shuffling around. Well, I don't want this <laughs> microphone to... <laughs> How's the temperature in here this time? Uh, much better. Why'd you put it on? I didn't touch it. I haven't touched it at all since I walked in. Yeah, it feels cozy. All right, now I'm actually unplugging my microphone. 
Uh, and by the way, a belated, a belated congratulations to you on, on reaching platinum status. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right. For Shiel, I'm Bo. We are uh, both very tired. And as always, we love you. friends.